Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Fears Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are rising above life's difficult circumstances and taking action where our passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We're using our gifts to impact the world for Christ. And I hope this podcast inspires and encourages you in today's episode, Releasing Our Burdens and Living Our Purpose with Promise. I'm talking with my friend, Lori Stroop-Smith. Lori is an amazing woman. She is wife to Travis, mom of two teenage daughters, and she is an Amish fiction writer. And that's a really interesting story to hear about. But we're not only talking about her Amish fiction, we're talking about other things that life brings, kind of hard things like grief and aging parents and difficult decisions. And the burdens that we carry is the burden that we are supposed to fix everything, right? As women, we feel like we're supposed to be the fixers of everything. But you know what? We can't fix everything. I know that what Lori has to say will encourage you. She has an amazing story to tell. So listen in while I have a chat with Lori Stroop-Smith. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. And today I'm welcoming my friend, Lori Stroop-Smith. She's a wife, a mom of two teenage girls, and an Amish fiction writer who loves Jesus. And I can't wait for you to hear her story. And I'm interested to hear more of her story as well. So welcome to the show, Lori. Thank you, Doris. I'm really, really excited to be here and I appreciate the invitation. Yes, I am so glad that you accepted. I met Lori kind of on an online conference. There's a lot yes. of those going on right now. <laughs> we yes. go to conferences online. And the conference was she writes for him. And so I reached out to her and she was gracious enough to say, <laughs> sure, I'd love to do that. But Lori, something occurred about you being on the podcast. So I thought maybe we could start out by you sharing that. Sure. So um, quick backstory. This time last year, my dad got very, very sick and was given two days to live. And by the grace of God and the power of prayer, he is still with us today. Um, he is in, in hospice. And earlier this week, we started to notice some of those end of life signs that we had witnessed twice before. And I emailed you, Doris, to say, just a heads up, I have no idea what this week might look like, what it might not look like. There is no medical reason for him to be with us. So I have no idea what to expect. And you were very gracious and said, you do what you need to do. and so like on Wednesday, I went to see him and the decline was not as evident. He was back to what I would call his normal. And so yesterday, as I was thinking about this podcast, I was just flooded by all this doubt. And I thought, Lori, you are, you are in the midst of a storm and you are an emotional mess and you are not emotionally prepared to talk about your faith to these listeners on this podcast. And in addition to everything going on with my dad, I just feel like I've had so much anger and resentment and judgment of people and comparing myself to others. And then with that comes pride and shame. And I just mm -hmm. thought you cannot, this, you're not worthy of the air time at this time. You need to be more collect and, and together. So I wrote you an email yesterday morning and I thought, wait, don't send that. Just sit on it for a couple of hours and, and see what happens. And so later in the afternoon, I, I revisited the email. And as I was revising it, I just, I, I think God was encouraging me through those lies and saying, Lori, the world is in pain right now. And he crossed my path with you, Doris. And there was a reason for that. And so I thought maybe something in 
the stories of how God has impacted my life and how God has fought for me and met me where I was. Maybe a listener would hear a nugget of truth that might be able to be applied to their life and help them find light in the darkness. So I decided to uh, <laughs> keep this appointment. <laughs> so yes, so I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm just so blessed by that. And thank you for sharing that because it's real life. This is real life. And I just appreciate that so much because I feel like the listener and myself included need to hear those things, need to hear that the struggle is real and that it's not just us. And we feel like, oh, you know, we, we're not worthy or what do we have to say that means anything to anybody, but really our stories are impactful and powerful and sharing them is what God wants us to do. So thank you for that. And I appreciate that. So I think it's just really meant to be told on the Fierce Calling podcast. It's perfect. So (laughs) with that being said, I would love for you to share a little bit about your story and where you're taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Sure. So when I was about nine, I remember telling my parents I wanted to be an author and an illustrator. But my interest as I grew up led me more into sports medicine. And so before becoming a mom, I worked as a certified athletic trainer in a physical therapy clinic, and I provided medical coverage during high school and professional athletic events. And then then when I became a mom, I had an opportunity to stay at home. And several years later, my husband's parents passed away, and our daughters were young and were struggling with that grief. And nothing that I could do or say or read to them was helping. And that was really frustrating because my husband and I do have a very strong faith. And I just felt that as a stay-at-home mom, it was my job to fix it for them. And I couldn't. But in that, I started writing a story about a seventh grade girl who relied on her faith to get through that tough time. And I have a, a friend who's a writer and she asked me to see that piece. And so I bravely shared it with her and She said it was rough, but she recognized some potential. And so she encouraged me to pursue writing. And so in that time, I made writing a priority in my life. And I recently released my first book, Pockets of Promise. It's book number one in the Pocket Quilt series. And my tagline is inspiring service through story because serving others is the fabric of our family. And I am hoping that my stories can inspire readers to reach out in their own communities or around the world and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm, That's beautiful. And congratulations, Lori, on your first book. It's a three book series. It's Pockets of Promise, Pockets of Purpose, and Pockets of Peace. So about the Amish fiction, what attracted you to that? Was your friend already writing Amish? She was. Uh, My mom is a retired fifth grade teacher. And years ago, she had a student whose mother is an author. Mm-hmm. And um, that author's name is Shelly. And my mom and Shelly had remained friends. And at one point in Shelly's career, she was looking for an assistant and asked if my mom or any retired teacher friends might be interested in helping her out a little bit. And when my mom asked what she was looking for, my mom ended up saying, well, you just described my daughter, but she has two kids at home. Let me see if you could work something out. And so Shelly writes in different genres, but Amish fiction is one. And again, I didn't start out writing Amish fiction, but when my agent suggested, because the book Pockets of Promise involves a quilt and a grandmother, I see where that writing Amish would make sense for that story. And so I tried it and that led to this series. That's (laughs) awesome for it to be an actual series. 
Because a lot right. of times a writer might start off with one book and then it might lead to another. Sure. And that's an interesting story. So when I signed my contract, the book titles were not yet established. And so I had given, you know, three different blurbs and one of them was called Besides the Still Waters. And through a miscommunication, which I now know God had his hands in that <laughs> miscommunication, I think, because here all along, I thought, I already have book one and two written, and now I can focus on editing those and polishing them and really strengthening those stories and then dive into this third book that I was really excited to write. Well, it turns out that Besides Still Waters, that book I thought was going to be number two, was not included in the contract. Mm -hmm. And so I was devastated because I was like, what do I do now? I don't have a, I don't have a book too. And I'm going to lose this contract, which my agent said was not going to happen. <laughs> um, so I, I have a notebook of different story ideas. And so I took some time and just looked through those and thought, well, here, I, I could take this, what was going to be a subplot and maybe another book. Maybe I could blow that into a full story and both the agent and the publisher liked it. So that's what I'm working on right now. Why I think God had a hand in that miscommunication uh, was because a lot of the things I said I was struggling with right now, pridefulness and selfishness and purpose, my main character is going through that too. So I, his struggles, I'm like, oh, I, I see, I don't like the way he's behaving, but I think I see that in myself. <laughs> so that's why I think God's teaching me lessons through my character. So yeah, that's a blessing. It resonates with things we all struggle with, you know, shame and doubt yes. and all of that. I had another author on as well that wrote fiction, and we were talking about how fiction is is really true to life. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, says yeah. it's fiction, but right. you really can be blessed by the stories, not only being able to go off to another place for a, a short while, right. but also to learn things Definitely. from yeah, from what you're sharing from your heart, God's heart to your heart to the, the reader's heart. And that actually has been one of the biggest blessings to me since the release of Pockets of Promise. I've had several readers say to me that, you know what, I think I heard God speaking through a specific mm -hmm. part of the story. And I thought, well, gosh, that's what I've been called to to do. So that's been really cool. Yeah. No greater blessing mm -hmm. for an author to hear those words to the glory of God that it's confirmation. When it comes to the writing, I have found that teenagers can speak um, nuggets of truth to you. I've had my girls both say to me, mom, there's a lot going on. Extend yourself some grace. If I'm trying to write, they'll come and peek over my shoulder and well, I think you need to say it this way. Or they've, they've been just tremendous blessings to me in, in so many ways. So Yeah, so sweet. Yeah. When you were talking earlier about how you were sharing hope with your daughters as they were going through a process of grief um, after losing their grandparents, your husband's parents, yes. what are some things that you were able to try to encourage them with? It just led to all of these other things God had for you. Sure. Um, we prayed a lot together mm -hmm. when our girls were grieving the loss of my husband's parents. And I said that I had, I put the burden on myself that I needed to fix it for them. Even though I was leaning heavily into God, I felt that I had to have the control over what was happening. And it got to a point where we had to reach out for help, professional help. And that was a huge, I think it was my pride because I thought I have failed as a mom. Like I have failed. If anybody's out there listening and things that you're doing aren't helping a situation or things are getting worse, there is no shame in 
going to somebody who is trained and ready and willing and wanting to help you. Yeah. There is so much freedom in that. And I hope that's helpful to to somebody who might need it. Thank you. Yeah. That right there is such a nugget of truth. That is so good because Lori too, you know, as women, as it is, we tend to want to take everything on ourselves, you know, make sure that everybody's life falls into place and that things go smoothly. You know, we feel like that's something that is our job. (laughs) And then, you know, we try to do God's job, but that was amazing (laughs) how you shared that because sometimes people do see seeking help as a sign of weakness, but really it's a sign of strength because it's when we're weak that we see how strong God is and that we can lean into him. And he has gifted and equipped Gifted and equipped That's not a word. Okay, let's start again. (laughs) Made up a word, Merriam-Webster. So he has gifted and equipped others who he has called to counsel people, to share encouragement and to lead people. And it's really God who's counseling. And we did seek a a Christian counselor Mm -hmm. and he did pray with us before and after each session. And and Mm -hmm. that was comforting there because I felt like he was pulling, you know, he's a stranger and we're letting him into this painful part of our lives and we're vulnerable and all of us sharing things that maybe we don't want to, don't want to talk about with a stranger. And so felt like he pulled God into the room and appreciated. Yep. Yeah. I'm in an interesting position now too, because my dad is their third grandparent that they are incredibly close with, but they're losing. And so not only managing my own emotions, but helping them through that season. And then also being there for my brother and his family and my, my mom, especially, you know, it's interesting because we had a family meeting back in the beginning of the shutdown, the shelter in place. And that was a really, I I thought if this is what uh, rock bottom feels like, I don't Mm -hmm. ever want to be here again. And I don't know that that was what rock bottom was, but my mom is physically unable to care for my dad the way that he needs to be cared for at this point. He needs continual care. And with the pandemic, you know, we didn't want home nurses coming in and out to potentially expose my mom to, you know, that just added a whole nother dimension to it. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like my dad wanted to go home. And I thought, do I need to be his voice to say, how can we make this work? And then my husband and I even discussed, should we bring him to our house? Which which yeah. just the other day, uh, my dad brought this up again. And, and I was able to ask him a whole bunch of questions. Like, I wonder, what is it? Why do you want to go home? Why do you want to leave here? You are very well cared for. And I was able to go through this whole line of question with him. And I was able to say, you know, Travis and I talked about maybe having you come live with us. And he was like, oh, no. He knew that that wasn't the place for him. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to let him know that we would have done that for him. Like, I just wanted him to know that he had sacrificed so much for us growing up and giving us opportunities. And I just wanted him to know that I would sacrifice for him too. And so I think that was just a great moment where we could be alone and have that conversation together. So, yeah, that's so precious. It was something that allowed that burden to be lifted from you. Like God allowed that because if you hadn't had that conversation, you might've always wondered what is dad thinking, you know? And so that was really a great moment for you to share your heart with him and then hear his heart too. And this whole pandemic thing has really made us look at things differently, hasn't it? It has. It has. And so what is the timeline for the next book in the series? Well, I am hopeful for an April 2021 release that has not yet been confirmed and should be in the fall. I think all the publishing houses timelines are a little off because of this pandemic. 
Definitely. from what I've what I've heard, there have been some delays here and there. So um, yeah. I, I'm hopeful for April of 2021. Nice, God's timing. That's right. It'll be right that's when right. people need that next book that's that right. comes out. So that's amazing. And I've just enjoyed talking with you today. Yes, I have enjoyed talking with yeah, you. Yeah, you've just shared so many encouraging things about how you have gone through difficult times. Aging parents, it's difficult because mm-hmm. health issues come into play and you know, there's a lot that's going on, you know, a lot of layers to the onion of our lives, you know, of roles that we play and decisions that need to be made. But thankfully, like you have shared, God opens the way and he allows us to gain wisdom from how he leads us. Yeah, for sure. sure. (laughs) So, and I would love for you to share how the listener can connect with you, Lori. Sure. So I have a website, lauriestroutsmith.com. And I'm also active on Facebook and Instagram. I have Pinterest and Twitter, but I'm mostly active on Facebook and Instagram. Mm, to see photos and just get and to I, know you better. And if people are interested in subscribing to my newsletter, they can do that on my website. And by doing so, they will receive the first chapter of Pockets of Promise to see, get a little taste of the story and see if it's something they'd like to continue reading. It is available in paperback and ebook on mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And I saw it on Walmart, but the nice. ebook can also be um, Smashwords and Kobo and Google and Apple. Great. Put it right on your Kindle or, you know, whatever, whatever reader you like using. That is a fabulous offer, you know, a fabulous free giveaway for people to join Lori's list. So get right on that. Join Lori's list so you can find out what's going on with her writing journey and you can read the first chapter of Pockets of Promise and then, you know, see when the next book's coming out. So this has been so wonderful. I just know God had that plan for us to do this today and just all glory to him, you know, Amen. how he puts people together. (laughs) So I know I've been encouraged by you and I know the listener will, will also be encouraged. So, well, God bless you, friend. And I hope to have you on again sometime. I would love that. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do this again. And all right, well, we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. I hope what Lori had to share today encouraged and inspired you in some way because God is great and He is good and He is our Father and He wants to take care of us. He doesn't want us to be burdened with trying to fix everything. I appreciate all that Lori shared with us. Some of her really personal moments with her dad, that was really inspiring and encouraging because life can be difficult when we navigate waters with aging parents and health issues and losing our loved ones. It's all part of life and that's easy to say, but it's really hard living that part of life. So just know that God is with you and he will encourage you and we can depend on the Holy Spirit. He can help us with decisions that we need to make and he can open doors for conversations like the one that Lori had with her dad so that we know that some of these decisions that we're being burdened with aren't even decisions we have to make ourselves. You can connect with Lori at lauristroopsmith.com and on her Facebook and Instagram pages. I'll have those links for you in the show notes. And I'd also love to connect with you as always. So hop on over to doraswift.com to join my email list. And when you do, I have a little gift for you as well. So go over and check that out, friend. Be encouraged today that God sees you, He knows you, and He understands each and everything that's happening right now in your life and in the world. I'd like to leave you with this scripture passage from Colossians. It's so encouraging. And it's important for us to remember that we can go to the Word for answers. They're always there. This is Colossians 
chapter 3, starting with verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Be blessed, friend, and know that you are loved. I hope you join me next time when I invite another woman to share where she's taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.